It has begun. Beginning of Act Who? Guys, find yourselves on this slick, dark stone here. No natural light of any sort, just the light from Dark Bells' wand that he has out, shining in, in 40 foot illumination around you all. You're in a dark cavern, though. Rushing waves behind you as you're stepping through and through and through. The waves get quieter and quieter. Your footsteps hit moss here in some places. In fact, some vegetation can indeed clearly grow in this place. You see some mushrooms in the corners here, some even hanging from the low ceiling, only about four feet. So most of you do have to duck your heads a bit to not have your horns or, or the top of your head scraping against. And it's, um, or you know it's gonna be a bit of a walk, not anything too crazy, especially since everybody here can see in the darkest, uh, well, because you guys have light. Typically, you know, when you, when you make this trek, um, torches won't light because they'll all be drenched. So it's usually it's groping in the darkness. But with this crew, it's not going to be as big of a deal, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Just to put a, a time scale on this, it's been about, about three and a half hours of journeying so far to today. <laughs> Woo! What a day. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Mm -hmm. Told you the steps are fun. Bunch of fun. Is there anything that you guys want to, to do on this leg of the walking or just silently trudging along? Um, I might take something out of my bag and kind of sidle up to earth, you know, and kind of lower my voice a tiny bit, given company behind us. Uh, and I will give him a little, you know, pouch and say, you'll probably need this at some point, but hopefully you don't need it for a while. And I'll give you uh, a special Hintergold salve, which is 8d4 plus 8, healing over in the course of an hour. Dang, son. Thank mm -hmm. you. So, I'll mark down the dice spent. And I was just doing it a little quietly because of um, <clears throat> dog bellows. You'd be fine, Darby? Very much walking with somebody who's who fell asleep on like like outside the pool and just got completely sunburned from head to toe and it's kind of just walking like like that. But he's yep. trying to hide it and he is guiding the the way slightly. Or at least he's in the middle of you guys, so the light can cast as far forward as it can. So you can see his awkward halfling walk. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you, my friend. How are you doing? Um. It's all the same. I'm fine. I've just, I'm about, uh, you know, 74% of the man that I was. All right. Well, hopefully we don't run into too much more trouble today. As soon as we get out of that damn dark, we can talk about what we're going to see next. Sure. That's, that's fair. I guess. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully it's not crazy as far as I know. <laughs> no more, uh, slides to drops into hundreds of foot below water. Unfortunately, no, that's the only one. Well, if that water had dried up in the last seven years. <laughs> we would have been very dead. <laughs> Big leap of faith. Yeah, it is in fact a leap of faith. Darbellos does look at you, Earth, a bit crossly. In fact, very crossly. 
And he says, my only question for you, Raphael, as he points his wand, his, his, his flashlight in, in your face is, you realize if you were not holding on to me, I'm wearing the damn ring. <laughs> oh. <laughs> At any point in time, I would have thrown it down. Happy as can be. Does this thing even work? You're dragging me down. <laughs> he is, then <clears throat> you might not have ended up where you needed to be. So, oh, it was a mercy, a mercy killing. <laughs> well, you made it through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But we weren't going to leave you dead. Don't want to be a burden. We well, said, why are you with us? <laughs> he says, rolling his eyes, and he, and he says, why are you with us? He <laughs> points his wand four forward. Literally can't tell when Annie rolls her eyes, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, just you, can you, can, you can tell. It's still a very exact, like, all oh, the hair just whoosh. Yep. <laughs> You can just feel in your soul when I do it. Yep, absolutely. We just, we just know. All right, so you guys trudge along. There's some slippery patches here, um, here and there, but you get past the wetness and just more that dank feeling of humidity. Um, the the wind is getting a little bit stronger, so so you know that you're reaching some sort of exit. You can see a slit of light, so. It's about a 20 minute trek through here. There's a few patches of bioluminescent, looks like algae, um, but then you look closer, you know, they're actually more mushrooms, some very, very faint bioluminescent fungus of some sort. And you're not enough to cast light more than an, an inch around. So they're not useful for lighting the way at all. They're just interesting things that are off in the corners and growing in very infrequent patches here and there mm -hmm. but I, I take it that you guys um exit again yes, that's, i'm not trying to yep. give opportunity for things oh. to happen if you guys want them to yeah, i think that's that's plenty fine if that's all we have to worry about mm -hmm. hmm? i said if that's all we have to worry about yeah it's half we go i guess yeah. about 20 minutes walk through here and you do indeed emerge the wind still exists perpetually, but is much, much, much less than it was at, at the, the, the very peak um, where you were and that whole fall and everything. In fact, it's even even less than as you were climbing these, these, these switchback pathways. It seems like you're low enough now that the wind is mostly above you. And as you come out and you look ahead, you see bunch of areas where you could climb to go to the next plateau or the next ridge or the next wall follow the stream that's trickling here you have no idea and that's what mm -hmm. makes this place as earth said previously if you don't go the right way that's what makes it the purpose pass it's not just west to east it's not just one pass it's markers it's knowing the way to way to go and you may, maybe you didn't quite get that before, but now you see it. You, if you, if Earth wasn't here, you would have literally no idea of which way to go. <coughs> um, but you can, Earth, you can see the the way. It's not not changed. There's a crack through a big stone sh sh shelf here that you know that that be 
begins the way through the garden. And which I'll let you describe as you guys are walking toward that following earth, Darbellus sheaths his wand, since there's plenty of, of natural daylight out still at this point in time. It's, it's only around, you know, 6 p.m., 6.30, I suppose. Actually, so yeah, it is around 6.30 p.m. So the sun is, oh, but you are on, on the equator, so the, but you are really far down. Ah, she's a factor. And I'll ah. say there's, there's still plenty of light, but you can <laughs> see just like a semicircle of, of the sun. It's dropping, and since you're in here, shadows are mm -hmm. mostly covering this area. Night mm -hmm. will fall more quickly since you're in the midst of this canyon-esque type place. Mm -hmm. um, just seems like this place would be a maze right now, but the way the earth is leading you toward, it looks like it's a, a, a about five or 10 foot wide crack in this space. So, what's so, there? Lady and gentlemen and Darbellos, <laughs> welcome to what I like to call, well, what I was told is called, the Garden of the Gods. Yeah. Um, so do you know what the Garden of the Gods in Colorado is? Mm -mm. Uh -uh. It's a state park, so you can Google it anytime, but... uh. I imagine this to look a lot like that, where there's literally like pillars and jutting of like red rock earth in like weird places that make it kind of a maze. Mm -hmm. like in with these, like Josh said, the canyon that we go in. So I can show a picture. Yeah, I've Googled and went to images and I'm getting a good feel for myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I imagine it's like these images I'm seeing, but more. Yes, like yes, this like, is a little bit, and like I said, this would be, and I'm also imagining, like, much more, like, earth daggers coming up mm -hmm. from, you know, like, curved ones, too, and, like, violent, like, not necessarily all the nice ones, like, in the park and everything, but. Sure, I'm getting a nice sense of it, though. Mm-hmm. Mixed in with canyon and stuff. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, and it comes out and there's a few more spires and things like that and everything like that. So, so that picture that, that, that Leo just showed is pretty much exactly what you guys walk into as you step into this to this varying 5, 10, 10 foot wide crack. I say crack because there's just so much stone there, but this is the way through. That is the picture that you guys see. There is some foliage here, some very hardy bushes and shrubs, but the walls are, are, are not quite sheer. You could climb them there's no real reason to um if your point is just to go from west to east and um indeed there's a lot as you guys there are some openings that are more open than just it's not all this canyon but i make sure this canyon and then openings where you these jutting spires of stone that are hundreds of feet high some is some less than that and even as you're walking through these can these canyons and these jutting stones and such it's not like you have a compass saying go straight, you know, east. In fact, if mm -hmm. you did, that would not be the right thing to do. There are many times where where Earth is guiding you, you'll turn around and you'll go straight south for like a half hour and then come around this way to get around something and all, all that stuff. Hmm. Interesting. So it's going to be winding about this stuff for for a while. Is there anything we should be looking out for in here? Any 
Danger of orcs. Do I recall of anything that lived in the maze? Oh, and also, yeah, if our enemy is here, which I don't know know how far up up they are, the Pilgrims Pass, but there's plenty of places to hide and ambush. And so we should, like I said, we are in a war front now. So let alone the beasts that might live here, which if I recall any. Uh, Definitely the likes of um, mountain goats, um, like cougars, um, mountain mountain lions, any animal that has mountain in its name. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of venomous snakes and and, and as such, very very much your Colorado meets meets Arizona um, desert. Remember, the original environment here was not mountainous. It was flat prairies. So it's very interesting and a lot mm-hmm. of that um, natural fauna have left, but some of them have stayed, stayed here and ad- and adapted. Mm-hmm. So you might even see some some antelope and such sort of thing hopping and making making their way around. Again, so, there are very few flying flying creatures because the wind does pick up sometimes and just would buffet them against walls. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, Earth, you would know that, and from the um, diary. Um, wyverns can come here but you've in your years you've never heard of or seen a nest like was in that um account you imagine most of those may have been purged way back in those in the hundreds and thousands of years since scarling cleaned up what's ever left mm-hmm. but we i mean we got ambushed by gnolls and goblins and that shit all the time when we first came through here so like i said keep your eyes peeled Nice on appeals. All right. Mm-hmm. As you make your way through about an hour or, or so, you come across a copse, like a, a cluster, a wide cluster of weathered birch trees. They've all stood the test of, of, of time. Their tree trunks, they're the white and, and black that, that make up what they are, have been stripped from one side, the, the, the side, the only way that the wind can come in this particular can. And you do find yourselves oftentimes as you're traveling, assume unless I say otherwise, it's pretty much always on difficult terrain. Sure. Um, you're pretty much always going at half speed at, at any point in time through this because of either the train itself or needing to find which, which way to go or just the wind pushing against you. Nothing as strong as it was originally, um, way mm-hmm. up top, but still strong enough. So you see that these trees, like I said before, they've just been bent at a at, at like a 660 degree angle, mm-hmm. and one side of of them of that birch is just weathered away entirely, exposing the the um pith the to the tree, mm-hmm. and they just have craggly branches that come up and sweep outward. It's very odd because you guys are walking into it. So as you mm-hmm. imagine this, I don't want to call it a clearing, but it's just a wider part of, of a, a canyon here where there's stone spires and whatnot, but a bit of a clearing so wind can really pick up and channel through here. You are passing by this very odd, very surreal thing, very Feywild-esque, as, as, as um, Leo mentioned, or, or mentioned previously, mm-hmm. um, where it seems like the branches of the trees are coming toward you. You see, you see mm-hmm. what I'm get, get, getting at here? Like an inverted um, umbrella. That you pop upwards. So the yep. branches of the trees and the leaves that are that bare ones that can do this are coming toward you, and these desert flower type things are coming toward you. 
and you're walking toward them going around and you follow, you put your, your hands on the branches, just worn completely smooth. And they become quite, quite flexible in time. You see that their roots visible and gripping and piercing into the, into the sandstone here, like desperate fingers. And there's about a hundred or so of these these trees. Very odd thing. You've never seen anything quite like this. Hmm. That's interesting. But as you continue on, you're gonna get familiar with one of these trees, Norwin. Are any of them big enough to be familiar? No, D didn't think not, so. Yeah, yeah, they're not not hardy enough. Mm -hmm. I think the spell requires it to be a tree that you could like physically walk through up some certain yes. length. And this is, um, these are all maybe only gay big around. Yeah, it has to be wide enough that you could walk through it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Quick, everyone, mm -hmm. lose weight. <laughs> the only way. <clears throat> yep. Water the damn tree. Yep, that sounds also good. <laughs> As you can continue your, your way on a boat, but for 30 minutes after that, you're walking up and around these stone f f fingers, these, these things in this garden of the gods that are here. And you're all keeping your eyes peeled and you see a trip, which is a name of a, of a herd, by the way, of mm -hmm. large mountain goats, sandy and brown and white. And a huge one is there leading them. And they're jumping from outcropping to, to, to outcropping to outcropping, about 50 feet ahead of you along the pass that you're going on. And these shelves in this large jutting up hand almost, and the fingers at different heights, and there's just shelving all over here. At natural formations, again, you see these mountain goats jumping from one to the next, one to the next. And then one in the lead stops and turns, its eyes just staring at you. And the whole trip basically stops. The herd of what you can see is eight, but you're sure, sure that, that there's more. It seems like they're starting their journey upwards from around the other side, and they're just hopping along the shelves, Mario platforming style around mm -hmm. it. And this large one, white and, and, and scarred, face right here three lines across the face one horn gone one just a spiral a little bit reddish coloration at the at, at the front stain mm -hmm. from a long time ago is just staring at you're about 50 feet from it and it's about 30 feet up right now and they're all just looking at you staring the lead one's nostrils flaring <sighs> It's yellowish eyes with those black bars just staring intently at you. What do we do, VC? Yeah, I was curious if there's... Oh, go ahead. Anyone hungry? I can uh, <laughs> go for it, but you can, you can check them out first. Yeah, I was going to see if there's any way I could kind of um, make us seem a little less threatening to them and so that maybe they'd just kind of press on. Um, you know, based on how Norwin has seen herd animals and, and stuff using his things that Norwin would know that Steven doesn't, <laughs> sure. essentially. <clears throat> well, I think for the most part, staying calm, staying mm -hmm. quiet, averting your eyes, perhaps, and, and keeping your respectful distance. Um, the only problem is Earth's like, well, we got to go that, that way. Not up the way that they're going, but you have to go 
that yep. direction. So if you want to make an animal handling check, I'll let, let you make an animal handling check. Sure, I'll do that. I'll do my best. I think that one is, let me see. Those get big, man. They do. They do. Uh, and one big was five. I can, it's famous that I can never roll an animal handling check. Like, never. Famous. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Norwin tells tells you all, whatever you do, don't take your eyes off of them. Stare that one in directly in the eye. Mm-hmm. You avert your gaze and will know that you are weak. Um, I so weak. You all believe your druid friend, and as you're getting closer he just stamps his hoof <clears throat> some other ones all just kind of are stamping their feet raising their limbs <clears throat> i'm gonna trust norman and channel my inner hugh hackenstone and slowly kind of climb forward as i give him the biggest stinky eye i can oh boy okay Very suddenly, the goats just, or the lead goat raises up, makes a terrible bleeding sound, and then jumps down, hop, 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 and just charges directly at, at whoever's in the lead at this point in time, which I'm going to say is, is probably Earth. Yeah. Yep. All right, oh, we're wait. not going to go into full-on combat here against goats. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but um, Earth, I do, I, I do want you to, to make a, an initiative roll here. Sixteen. All right. Ah, suck a goat. Yeah. So it, it comes down and gets on your ground level, and then just begins to charge at you head down. It, it's actually even learned to angle its head so that one horn it has left, and you suddenly have a very good idea where that reddish coloration on the that end comes from but you get to act first oh he's dead he's dead dead take it that was with your oh um, shit oh my you critted the Uh dark shard of near void cleaves through the goat as the jelly goat charges at me i'm just gonna Mm -hmm. sidestep it in one quick and then just his other horn's gonna fall off if, if he's still up, he's still up, but that's that's what I was like. Did you want to kill the goat? I mean, if it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't, well, you said the horn. I was like, oh, maybe he just wanted to, like, be cool and break the horn. No, if he's, still, if he's still alive, if he's dead, the horn in part of his head, and he's, yep, like, yep. I understand, I understand, I understand. <laughs> I just didn't want to be, be, be like, you vivisectus goat. Like, no, 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 just the horn, Josh. I didn't want to assume King Billy Goat only had 70-some health. Yeah, you know, goats, <laughs> the, the famously hardy goats. Yep. So as it comes charging in, the other ones are likewise dump, jumping down. You have four now. They're all char- charging at you. Or if you just sidestep. And it happens in fucking eye blink. And it stumbles and trips and falls and skids about 10 feet. And its head is left. On, on, on the ground near Earth, the horn shorn right there as well, and half half of its face just smearing a blood stain a, a, along the ground. The other three, seeing this, veer off. 
<laughs> yeah, and just so. make their way away as this creature, headless for the most part, half of its head gone at least, chest rises and falls three more times before it fully settles. Well, who's hungry? Uh, I am. Thank Shouldn't you for let it go at least to waste. Making that quick. So and pick the fight. I mean, I, I listened. I did. I did everything right. <laughs> you know, actually, thinking about it, I think we're not supposed to look at them. But I, I. Mm. You know what? Lesson learned. Dinner earned. Yes. <laughs> did you just give yourself a bardic inspiration? <laughs> <sighs> Annie, duck it down. Mm-hmm. Well, I assume Norwin would at least know stuff about goat anatomy and can help, like, maybe butcher it, essentially. Norwin wouldn't partake of it himself, but, you know, to do it the most respectful way that he can for them. Dry some out, too. Stretch our rations. This is what we got to do here. I mean, we're yes. fortunate this went as well as it did. Yeah. There's a lot more goats there. and uh... <laughs> Yeah. So. If you guys want to set up, essentially, camp here, um, you don't have to. Well, yeah, it's going to take you about an hour, at least, to car- carve up this, this thing, the three of, of you, and get meat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be very bloody, dripping meat. So if you're planning on storing it, I'm not really sure the best way to, to do that with what you currently have. But if you want to cook cook it and eat it r- right here, your mm-hmm. option really is to just make camp. You haven't done your done your full day's journey yet, but it's a, a, up to you. I would say either make camp, find a clever way to store it, or just be really gross and bloody with viscera, or whatever you want to do. I'm hungry, and those orcs ain't going anywhere. So That's true. They... We all rest our paws and set up camp. Yep. All right. It's fine. I'll. Um... Amy, can your little dome spell make a fire? I cannot make a fire. No? Okay. Do we have any wood? How far back are those trees? Uh, th- those are a-, a half hour back now at this point. Okay, yeah, that's a little far. I mean, that. Norwin, can you make a fire? You can produce flame. I know it's no druid craft, but... Druid craft can snuff a candle. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. are the occasional trees and shrubs here. You could potentially gather yeah, enough for a small... Like like a bush, desert bush thing. You can yeah. get like a little something, something going. Yeah, I can light it on fire if we find the materials for it. Figure we'll just we'll slice this stuff thin, cook it up, eat kind of what we can, and eat our fill, the three of us. Mm-hmm. Norman, you can eat those berries you picked the other day. Lucky, lucky you, man. Lucky yeah, you. I'll eat some berries uh, after I um, take care of this. Darbos, you don't happen to have prestidigitation, do you? Your hands are hands are clean. Oh yeah. Oh, look at that. Welcome to the Grave Walkers. You are official member now. <laughs> Grave Walker. Grab his hand and I put it on the meat again. Oh. <laughs> Grave Walkers, I was told here that your names were the. You shut your duty for no. It says Grave Walkers right, right here. Interesting. I, I could have sworn I heard something different. 
Runites, we don't know her. <laughs> yeah. No. So I would look around for a decent place amongst the garden to hide and camp where we'd mm-hmm. have like most of ourselves covered. Go ahead and make a yeah. survival check. Look at that. Mm-hmm. That's what that that's what that skill is used for. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> I forget because we we usually skip this part of our adventure. <laughs> yep. That's because you're usually not in places as dangerous as the sovereign stars. This is right. It's true. Ooh, Nineteen. Yeah, good. Uh, just another, you know, five or f- five or so minutes way down. E- easy enough for you to drag the goat. If, let's say that you did this first. You know, you, so you 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 drag the goat and you find a nice little spot. There actually are some some shrubs and 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 some trees around here, and mm-hmm. um, your back can go right against against the stone. It's a nice buffer uh, against the, the howling winds that are coming through this area. A nice space that's fairly secluded and. For someone to see you, they'd have to be coming either from the way that you guys came, or they'd have to directly look around the, the corner of this spot that comes mm-hmm. the opposite way. So you feel about as safe as you could, and you have some potential wood to make a, again, a small fire. But remember, fire has its own fire means smoke. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Yeah, Norwin will cauterize the wound on the neck, essentially, so it's not bleeding the whole way, leaving a blood trail, at least. Smart. Okay. So before we drag that over. So you found your you found your spot. You spent an, an hour or so butchering it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, you have have some good goat flank steaks um, for you to make. Mm-hmm. We'll say that you gather um, wood. That's fine. That's all part of of Earth's role here. You, you guys mm-hmm. can go all gather wood and make yourself a little fire on therapy every moment of this by any means. But you, sure. you make camp if you plan on staying here the night. We'll say that you make camp. Penny, mm-hmm. Andy, you can throw up the dome whenever you want to. It just takes you 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yep. Andy, would you mind doing me a favor? Sure, I can do my best. Would you mind doing a quick perimeter check with Icarus? Sure. And I will send Icky up in the sky to just check, and I will go into his eyes. And make a perception check. Yep. 14. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, yeah, so you send Icarus up. Seems not really happy to be in the winds so much, but you guys, again, have found a nice shelter. So Icarus flies up, and then as you're, as you're looking through Icky's eyes, all of a sudden, just a section of wind hits and tumbles this small poor bird about 10, 20, 30 feet away from you guys and then just falls out of that wind current and flaps the way back to you. You don't see anything really of interest more than I've described. Didn't really see anything. Okay. That's good news, I guess. All right. And then no one will start a ritual for communing with nature essentially to see if there's any uh, prevalent uh, plants, materials, animals, or peoples nearby. Is it a three mile radius? Three mile radius, yep. Okay. As well as, let's see, uh, powerful celestial fiends, phase elementals are undead for giggles. 
And then do we want to know buildings, influences from other planes of existence, or terrain and bodies of water? Well, I would say either buildings or terrain and bodies of water. Okay. Terrain or bodies of water. Okay, so we'll go with trains and bodies of water then. Okay, so ask your questions. I mean, they're not really asking asking questions, but what are the three things that you want want to know? Uh, prevalent plants, materials, animals, or peoples. Okay, so we'll yeah, I figured one at a time. Um, within a three mile radius here, no prevalent animals um, or m minerals. You know, the earth here is very much a sandstone, limestone, j just natural rock weathered away, so sort of. Of thing, um, no really notable plants by any means. Maybe besides the, the trees that that you just walked past a, a half hour ago, so that's still way within the radius of the spell at this point in time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, you don't really get much of an impact. Definitely no peoples. You're especially like okay, I think orcs should be considered peoples. So <laughs> there's three peoples. Um, well, there's. Two pre prevalent peoples and one halfling. That's a little bit, a little bit out of his element right now. Mm -hmm. um, so let's, uh, I'm sorry. So okay. So that's that's the one question so far. Yep. And then uh, powerful celestials, fey, fiends, elementals, or undead. A very powerful celestial vibe from Darbellos. No, I'm kidding. He's <laughs> <laughs> knew it. Uh, um, yeah. It's all a ruse. I'm an angel. It's who um, <laughs> was well, 48 HP? 1000 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm -hmm. there's there's always the very slightest twinge of of fiend from one, one of your companions, mm -hmm. but but you you know, it, it's nowhere near the the real feeling of it. Just the very slightest, tiniest blip. But right, you don't sense any of those five things. Okay, within three miles of you. Great. And then just uh, train and bodies of water. Um, there are some brooks, some, some creeks, and the terrain is just more of the same. Okay. Sounds good. So I'll like maybe make note of the brooks and say, well, we can maybe fill up our water skins there. You know, if it's not too far out of the way. So, yep. And that's, that's all I wanted to do. I generally I hope that pings nothing, but you know, no if news. it ever does, no news is good news. But. Well, hopefully we should be out of this place by tomorrow. All right. Um, our next marker, if I remember correctly, we should be looking for the kneeling, the yielding giant, the kneeling giant. I don't resembles a, a stone giant in a mountainside and you'll see the path that kind of curves up along the side of that's kind of the way that leads out of this maze of the garden okay well at sure. least we don't have any babies with us so i'm mm -hmm. less anxious about that but <laughs> yep no no screams or anything of that ilk. well kind of <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway. Mm. So we're like tucked around a corner essentially. Yep. You're in like a 
cleft in one of these, you know, sort of pillarish th things coming up, you're like right here in, in a center cleft of it. So even so, even if somebody walked around this this way, they wouldn't see you unless they came all the way around. Like, they, they looked back. You're fairly well hidden here, especially if Annie throws up her dome and, and makes it the same approximate mm -hmm. color. You feel fairly well secluded and safe. Mm -hmm. Norman will still put up an alarm on the outside, essentially uh, as far back as he can, where they would have to walk through it, basically. Sounds good. So you come mm -hmm. up front, front, and like, you around the corner. Yeah, essentially. Mm -hmm. The silent alarm. You just walk the ten foot per perimeter, and, and and every every minute you 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 tap your your um staff on the ground just makes a little ping, and after you've done ten of those, which is the, the ten minute cast of the spell, you mm -hmm. can kind of see through your gog goggles for just a moment. You can see a green line spring into existence before it mm -hmm. fades away. You can still feel that it exists there. Okay, so that's what I do. Then I'll go back to the dome. I would you, bring out Strict Nine too and have him watching as a guard. Okay. Strict Nine and Icarus will both watch. Again, the winds are very, very calm within this cleft here, so you feel good about that too. It's a nice chill release. We can still hear it not too far, but it's a nice chill release. So the familiars will find their ways, little out, outcroppings 10, 15 feet above here, um, and just keep watch. Or do you want them in the dome or outside the dome? Outside. Okay. Watching mm -hmm. for stuff. That's that's what I figured. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else that you want, want to do or just um, make your fire and uh, eat your goat steak and, and sleep? Or if you guys want to have chat, I mean, obviously it's getting late in our, in our real world night here. We can still go a distance, but if you guys mm -hmm. wanted to, to do anything or have any conversations or whatnot uh, now would be a, a great way to wait great time to do that if you wanted to if not let me know and i'll just go move right on ahead nope i think i'm fine for now Same. though i think in the morning norwin uh would cast water breathing on everybody just we'll in case when we get to that mm-hmm if we get to that <laughs> if we get to that Yep. Should we talk about the enemy we're probably going to run into? Well, got to run into. Yes, I would be curious to know what we're expecting or probably expecting. Well, Darvelos, you're the one with the most recent information. Quite. But you're the one with the historical information, and shouldn't the story start at the beginning? <sighs> Well, the enemy I knew was just the one clan. And you said now the one clan has become many, right? Multiple. Impossible to, for us to, to know exactly how many. Any sort of parlance with them have not gone. I won't say not gone well. They've not gone at all. Several of our scouts and Perhaps you could even say diplomats to, to an extent. Yes, even carrying gifts. Now those gifts may or may not be things that we could then scry on to gather more information, but um, all of that has not been success successful. The very few scouts that have returned have informed us, um, when we say different clans, we mean, well, there is somebody that, somebody else, 
he kind of looks a bit furtive right now. And he kind of goes, the stories that we've heard of, of those that have were in the third Legion of the Dead and the fourth that came after that, the clan that, that you are familiar with, Raphael, were mostly uh, greenskins with some differences. And there are now several different, let's say, skin colors, different, ver different varieties, different geographical markers on them. So I can't tell you what the different clans are named or anything of, of the sort. I simply know from the scouts that have returned that there's um, gray skins, a sort of, of, of sandy tan skins as well. As the as the greenskins are you more familiar with? Well, from what I remember about the enemies, I mean, you guys, we've dealt with orcs a little bit. The ones we ran into back at in our ventures with Eskel and hell, Eskel himself, you know. So, but the, the ones I dealt with were different league. They were disciplined, honorable. And they did things the hard way because, well, they considered the hard way to be the right way. Sure. So when we fought them, they usually moved in pairs, war pairs, I think they called them. So they were never, never alone in a fight. So that's something to look out for. Masters of the ambush. And, uh, they had a strange way of justifying what a lot of people consider to be dirty tricks because they worked. Mm -hmm. So, Let's see, kind of like guerrilla warfare. But not just that, too. They were very well trained fighters, too, in a straight up fight. We actually only could stand our own because of the terrain here using that to our advantage and mm. you know like i said being through here once before has really paid off so sure but my point being is much like how esco yelled at me for fighting those other orcs these orcs they weren't villains per se they weren't just monsters, so. We could find a way to end things peaceably with them. Amicably. Amicably, that's a nice word, I'll use that word. Amicably. That'd be good for many reasons, but mainly because they're bitches to fight. <clears throat> sure. And I don't think they're just going to let us waltz into their ranks and take the head of their leader as a sign of goodwill. No, and, I, and they, might, they might not like us very much because they might think that we already did that, so... Why would they think we already did that? Well, 
I forget how much I've told. Have I told you any of my time with the orcs? Have I told? I've mentioned Ashugo, right? Braga. You know Braga. Yeah. Yeah. You've mentioned Braga. Mm-hmm. Well, his grandson was the high chief of these clans. Am I right, Josh? So far, if not right. So okay. Unlike our kingdoms, they had chiefs of each clan, but then they all elected one to be like their high chief, to be the one who had the final say, the direction of things, yada, yada, yada. Sure. That's mm-hmm. who he was. Like a unifying force. Yes, unifying force. And once I led my dead and the Sons of Red Jack back through this pass and kicked most of the orcs' ass when I still had beef with them, I ran into him, and uh, he, well... He beat me pretty good. That was that was a fight I lost. I can admit, hmm. and handedly, easily. It was like I don't know, like if I tried to pick a fight with uh, Darvelos. Mm-hmm. Sure. I would handily defeat you. You are you are correct. The, all right, so you get it. You're you're on the same page. You see a little bit of sweat, like is he <laughs> jokes. I'm not sure anymore. Hmm. Well, anyways, he had the mind to offer us peace. And so I spent some time with them where we didn't fight and uh, got to know them. And we were going to try to make a peace agreement with them and allow them to pass peaceably into the West in exchange for any information they could give us about this new enemy, this amassing force. And as you know, all good plans of mice and men before things could go off, we ran into some problems. Ashugo didn't come out of it alive and I'm sure they're not gonna believe that one of their own did it. Mm. I see. But is that true? Are you saying that one of their own killed their own high chieftain? Well, him and a captain of the Sons of Red Jack, but yeah. Hmm. Now, now you see him pull out his quill and paper and start taking quick notes on this. What if we pulled out the bodies of Red Jack and his son, and we can show them that we killed those people. Would that mean anything to them? It might. I mean, uh, Ash Hugo had a unique ability for forgiveness, but I don't know if whoever's leading the charge now or even the the whole uh, tribe itself would find it in themselves to forgive us no matter what we did. Mm-hmm. Plus, I killed those sons who had anything to do with that years ago. So, yep. well, most of them, anyways. The rest of them yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks again for that, by the way. <laughs> that was an experience. That happened. That happened. But, so... Essentially, this 
tribe, the Fenhagral, are the ones that I was thinking if we could maybe offer them the same deal, let them come through peaceably, and they can settle outside of Dornberg and keep that area safe for the settlers of Dornberg. Yeah, that would be good. Have we ever seen orcs like inside of like like set up an establishment anywhere um, in like Everstone or Somenea or anything that we know about? Would you count that homestead where we saved the person that Eskel didn't want to? The one riding the was it a giant boar or something? It was it was a beast called an Orok. Orok. Uh, mm-hmm. Sort of, just right. think of it like a bison. It's essentially okay. a bison, a war bison. Because they mm-hmm. had a baby there and a crippled son. That's true. I imagine these. Do the Fenhag? Do all orcs use orocs? Uh, you definitely know that these these ones do. Okay. You you know for a hundred percent fact the Fenhag world. You've seen them use many orocs. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And, but, and and you know that the attack on um, on Westholm on the Night of Long Sh- Shadows um, or sometime around there involved a stampede of Oroks and Ankegs, which are like big insectoid-like creatures. Hmm. But I'm sorry, to the previous question. Orc encampments or settlements within... Western civilized countries, a thing? Mm-hmm. Right. So as Annie was saying, you guys came across one, but that was more like a family. Yeah. Um, like and it didn't seem very sanctioned. Mm-hmm. So I think what you're asking is, are there Agrostone sanctioned sanctuaries or establishments? And the answer to that would be a resounding no. Mm-hmm. Um, Half orcs are even looked upon not as poorly as like teeth. Uh, you know what? Maybe they kind of are looked Tieflings are exotic because fiends are things you hear about in stories. They don't—they don't really exist. They're, they're fiends or stories. Oh, you're wait. So tieflings are almost have an an air of like awe to them, distrust, but awe. Whereas half orcs are looked at with distrust and a little bit of vitriol because orcs exist and they kill. Now, not all mm-hmm. orcs, but again, sort of like how that guy was racist toward dragonborn because the stories that he hears are dragonborn that are up north killing. Um, pilgrims a lot of people are racist against orcs and thereby unfortunately half orcs because the stories they hear about orcs are when they get the kill they don't hear the stories but when they don't only hear mm-hmm. the bad stories but when they do right, that makes true? sense mm-hmm. let me make it clear if they come at you do not hesitate to strike them down sure they, of course they will not show you any mercy they can find forgiveness they do have the honor to find forgiveness for a death in battle, so don't worry about anything like that. Sure. But, okay, sorry. Keep going. I will say that Darbellus is looking at you a little bit side-eyed and goes, I don't believe you have the privilege to allow such a passage this way, Raphael. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to be, be the one to stop you, to be clear, but there are those above me who you're quite familiar with who may, not to mention the king and queen themselves. Just my word of caution to you is all. If you want me to send a message to the arch- Archlector, 
let me know. I'll be sure to lend you my quill and parchment for that, that message. The gossip I heard about old sticks is he likes information, so. That is true. He is, after all, the Archlector of the Inquisition. I know, you don't, I mean, it's not like he's fifth rank or anything. <laughs> he's up there. If you want to send a message, I will lend you my parchment and quill whenever you want. That is all I will say on the matter. Why don't you draft something up tonight? We'll be here. If it's good, we'll send it off in the morning. If my companions think that's a good idea. Or if you think we should just win this war, take the ears, take our gold, get this collar off and get back to business, we can do that too. You know that I, of course, I'm always on the side of not taking life where it is not needed to be taken. What concerns me, though, is that I do not trust my fellow man. I do not trust that even if, no offense to the Inquisition, I do not trust that even if we receive a message saying, of course, perfectly fine, let them set up camp, it'll be great, that they wouldn't then be allowed passage and then swiftly executed once they cross the border. So that's my only concern. I don't like the idea of throwing away lives where they may not be, but I also don't like the idea of sending people to death where I was trying to extend life. So I think we'd want to be very sure about that. Agreed. I also like the idea that you have of having them go through and protect the town. I think that is a symbiotic relationship that would be best for everyone, but nor when you have valid concerns. I just don't think anything we can do would convince them to turn around and go home. No. So I feel like the most peaceful action would be to try to get them through, which I know, Darbellos, you're saying somebody might not like that. However, from your story, it almost sounds to me like they themselves are trying to flee something bad. And I know things are mm -hmm. bad over there. So yes, I'm on board for the plan. I'm on board for trying. I think our, valid, our concerns are valid, extremely. Mm -hmm. And you know them better than us, Earth. And if you spent time with them like you said you did, and you enjoyed them, then they must not be half bad. They're also yeah. not half good, because they spent time with you. But <laughs> they must not be half bad. It's true. Yes. And Wait. if you're willing to stay your blade against them, I think that speaks volumes. Yeah. If the uh, king, crown, and country, and his Inquisitor aren't okay with it. There's not a lot we can do about it. I understand that. It's not like we have a country of our own or anything, so. Yeah. Even if we have things in high places. Mm -hmm. We could at least, you know, warn them. Yep. About what might happen. But. Or, you know, we do have friends in high places. Maybe 
Maybe they come with us. Mm-hmm. Maybe they come with us all the way to Samanea. And like I said, this is living in a world where they actually fucking want to. They weren't too fond of the plan the first time. But in case we have to make snap decisions, it's good to know what our options are. Agreed. Agreed. So. And like I said, that's just one of the of the few clans. I heard stories about the others, but. Yeah, it's possible that, you know, you know the clan has been wiped out. So. It's possible. Who knows? I mean, this place is dangerous enough for his without there being any inter-tribe issues. You know, it's hard to get a group of humans together without them trying to kill each other every couple years. Yep. Because, you know, aggression. I don't like humans very much, it seems. Well, he did live alone in the woods for a very long time. Yes, I'm just... There's a reason for that. Yeah, I'm very reserved. I don't trust people easily. No. People suck sometimes. Most of the time. Exactly. They can be good too, though. They certainly can be good. It's It's a funny dichotomy I live. So, always wanting to see the good in people, always wanting to preserve life, but not trusting them to anything worth note. Wow. I'll unpack that someday. <clears throat> that is not this day. When our employer finally gives us medical care to go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's an option. Not option. if it's pre-existing. <laughs> yeah. That's pre-existing trauma from everything we made you do. Yep. So. <laughs> Mm. Well, does everybody feel like we're ready to start taking watch? Yeah, I think so. think so. First night in the steps. Good job, team. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Took a, took a good chunk out of me, but hopefully the sleep will help that. Well, I'll take first watch if you guys want to get some shut-eye. Sure. Sounds good. I can take second watch. All right, I'll take the sunrise watch. Perfect. And prepare my spells that day. And Arbelos? I'll take whichever one's left, I suppose. I wasn't paying much attention. Yeah, Good watch. Oh, taking, wait. taking many, many notes now. Forty-five orcs charging. Oh my gosh! Finally. Okay. Mm-hmm. As you guys are there in the warmth, the comfort, um, as as Irv has made clear, like, the whole time you guys were traveling here, you know, you were a bit damp um, at first uh, coming out there, but then the sun was crisp and and warm as that began to set. The temperatures immediately dropped. You guys still find yourselves a little bit damp. The fire here is nice, but you don't want, you don't want it to be a roaring blaze by any means. There's just enough to cook your meat to rare, rare, rare. Mm-hmm. Um, and but inside the dome is comfortable. Blocks out, out, blocks out the wind. Actually, the, the cleft that you're in blocks out the wind. You put out the flames, so, so smoke, the, the smoke and light does not give you away. 
And the inside is also dimly lit for the dome. That's just the, the magic of the, the tiny hut. So mm-hmm. little to worry about from that respect. Uh, I'll just I'll let you guys know right now with a 45, you're, you're, you're fine. Nothing will come up. Um, that was my percentile roll to see if, if any odd things did come up and you're, you're mm-hmm. fine for tonight. Um, so go ahead and roll your hit die if anybody wants to roll hit die. Mm-hmm. And I will and play that. Song of Rest too. Sounds I was good. hoping so, you would. Add yourself an extra d6. If you spend hit die, add yourself an extra d6. Have yourself yep. a merry little hit die. <laughs> okay, extra d6. Oh, wait. Is it, yeah, it's a d6. I was getting confused about bardic inspiration. Uh, heal. So 18 for a good old earth. Uh, no, because it's actually 57. Oh, because you didn't add your... Yeah. Yep, right mm-hmm. here. Back up. So 28. Thank you. I'm full health, because uh, I killed that goat, and that gave me health too, so... <laughs> nice! <laughs> Wait, guys, we have to find more goats. <laughs> yep. It's it's either goats or peasants. And y'all had a problem with peasants. So yeah. we're going... That was a goat. Do you want to kill a human? <laughs> Rachel, I am I am I wrong? I don't believe your hit die are D10s. I think bards are No, they're D8s, that's right. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. Oh, because that 10 is beautiful. I know. It's beautiful. It's true. It's true. Not DD, just one D. Side your health. Eleven, so fifteen. And remember to double the number of hit points. Yep. Get your D six for the rest. Or oh, did you count the four? Yeah, I did. Okay. I just took the four again. Mm-hmm. So twenty-five points of healing total for you, I think. Yep. Yep. Nice. Puts me almost mm-hmm. all the way up. Yeah, I just rolled on my my thing here. I used four hit die. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, did not roll super well, and that was including with the d6 too. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the things that you'll see in the night are are pretty common. Mostly just small critters that are bulls and whatnot. Um, rodents are. Oddly, perhaps more common here because they're low enough that 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 the, the wind does not bother them, and there's no again, there's not a lot of flying on birds of birds of prey. So so yeah, snakes and other bugs to eat and things. Exactly, exactly. So you see um, rodents coming along. Um, they're they're the smell of the cooking of the cooked meat wafts through, and you see um, at, a, at a certain point we'll go with Annie on on your watch. Um, Icky makes a soft. And and you look the, the direction you see, there's like five or six like bowls that are very confused, trying to get to the smell, but they're just climbing up your dome. They're just sheer, so they're climbing, and then they just fall down. They, 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 it looks like a rock to them, so they're just completely confused. And you just watch, watch them, and then one of them you see get lifted up by an ungodly force, and the next snaps. In that same moment, Strychnine becomes um visible and then <laughs> looks at you with kind of fangs and blood coming down. What? Nothing. 
You enjoy your meal. I don't need to, but I like to. Sit in. Oh. Eats like half of one and then toss tosses it away and then flies up and stands and stays there your your century the rest of the night. Um, who took last watch? Darby. No. Oh, I thought um, uh, Norbert was going to take the, the morning watch because he has to prepare spells. Oh, okay. That's right. Mm-hmm. So as the dome goes away, you see the sun. Not quite, you can't quite see the sun for, from your cleft by any means, but you see the very tops of the, pla- the plateaus and mountains. Light begins begins to crest over them. But your, your, your timer is the dome going away. Makes sense. And you are free to, to wake up your, your allies to start the next day's journey. We'll, of course, pick yeah. that up next Monday. I, I can figure, do it earlier, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We don't got much going on, but it is, it is New Year's Eve and New Year's Day at the Thursday and Friday, so... Yep. No worries for me. Next I'm Monday assuming works. Monday will be the soonest day, but if everybody unanimously has a sooner day, that's fine with me. I got mm-hmm. nothing else going on, but... We can have those Fair chats enough. on Slack. We'll assume next Monday unless we hear otherwise. Sounds yes, good. Sounds good. Lots of fun, though. Lots of good RRP, and that Dragonborn comment must have been super important. Oh, it just yeah. seems like an offhand, like a really strange I comment. Ah, I, I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad like, that you're slugged into it. Mm-hmm. It's all world building one Lego block at a time. Racism. Yeah. <laughs> Racism. Racism everywhere. <laughs> yeah. All right, good to do it now, folks. All right, have a good night, guys. That was good. Take care. Bye. Bye. Toodles. Bye.